Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. AC Sparky Fiber, 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The Fan, time for another Milwaukee Sports Timeout. This time, our weekly conversation with our guy, Tim Dillard from Valley Sports Wisconsin, Brewers Analyst. And, of course, it's brought to you by 4th Base Restaurant, Steak, Seafood, Delicious Burgers. You can't beat it. The iconic bar from the movie Major League right there down the street uh, from American Family Field. Check it out today. Uh, Tim, first things first, this Brewers offense has kind of exploded here in the last couple of weeks. So many people say that it's because of Willie Adamas. Is it really that simple? Uh, I mean, it's the, the stats kind of show that. But no, I mean, you know, even when he doesn't, you know, get two or three hits a game, the Brewers are still, you know, have a chance to win. But it, when, with him hot, you know he's going to play. Uh, and the defense will be there. But one thing that sets him apart is that when he's hitting – um, it's where he is in the order. There's people on base always, and the extra base hits. That's kind of what he's known for, and that's what you need to win ball games. But as a whole, right now, I don't know. I mean, it's one through nine of people getting on base with walks and hitting. He's he's a big piece, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's nine or ten different guys right now that are that are putting up numbers. Broadcasting from the Wendy Studios. Don't forget. Late night at Wendy's is open till midnight or later, which means all your favorite menu items are up later, too. The Baconator still tastes just as juicy and just as bacony at night. So listen to that craving and ignore the little voice in your head telling you to turn in for the night, unless it's telling you to turn into the Wendy's drive-thru. Tim, not only has Willie Davis been hot, but Rowdy Tellus is coming off the I.L. has come up with a couple of more big hits for the Brewers. Yeah. How about he starts game one of this past series and uh, hits a hits a three-run bomb and has a a single that scores a run and then doesn't start the next two games. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but he finally gets his pinch hit roll in the biggest moment, and you could feel it. I was in the press box. As soon as I saw him on deck, I was like, wow, this is about to get amazing. You just knew it. You could feel it. And the, when they announced his name, the place uh, went crazy. Yep. I think it was 39,000. Yeah. Um, it, the, the stadium was rattling, and he walked up. there. You just knew it. I don't know. It was just one of those moments you just knew something big was going to happen. He, he just crushes a ball down the line, double, two-run score, a big moment. And uh, you're going to have to have a guy like that. And he may be playing a lot more, too, uh, at first base. I think Santana, I think they're calling it a an ankle sprain right. on that weird play at third uh, yesterday. So, yeah, I, you know, hopefully he'll get in there. But, man, he, you could just tell his presence at the plate. It's different from when he – uh, with manning first base every single day before he went on the IL. That Santana play. Now, again, I was in the stands, 
So you brought you had a better view of it with TV. Did he short slide that base at third base? Like he wasn't expecting a throw, and then when realized it was coming, then decided to slide late. Is did he essentially jam it? Well, it, yeah, but it, it, it's a weird play. So baseball players, when they do spring training and they do base running and you're, all your basic stuff, this isn't something that you draw up and say, right. hey, we're going to work on this two-out swing and bunt play when you're on third and it's a close game. Um, so, yeah, swing and bunt, he's on third, and you're caught to kind of kind of shadow the pitcher, right? Like you kind of – if you stay all the way at third base, um, you're not, you don't have a chance to score. And there's two outs. It could be a close play at first. You don't know what's going to happen. So you kind of just – go as quick, you know, as far down the line as you can and mirror this play to see what the pitcher does. But after the pitcher kind of balked at it a little bit, he does like a fake throw to try to draw Santana off the base. So he's kind of momentum's going towards home, but just in case he starts shuffling and then trying to go back and you get caught up, right? You turn around, the third baseman's there, he's trying to catch a ball and you can't really time your steps like you can when you're going to second base with a slide. So yeah, it's just one of those weird plays, and I think he just kind of smacked it into the base funny. You know, the other play from that game that nobody understood in the stands at all, and I'm not quite sure anybody on Twitter understood, <laughs> uh, was this whole runner interference thing uh, with Sal oh. uh, at second base. And then the fact that they made the runners that were moving from second and third go back to second and third and essentially took a run off the board for the Brewers in that third inning on Sunday. Uh, please explain the rule, because those of us that watch <laughs> baseball think it's a dumb rule and don't understand it. Well, if you think about it, all right, let's say you got runners on base, bases loaded, whatever, guy hits a ground ball with nobody out, going to be a double play. And the rule is you can't affect, you know, the guy trying to turn the double play. Yeah, so the guy going in. But if the the only consequence was, hey, the guy's out at first base as well, uh, but the run scores, then everybody would still go in and crush the guy at at second base, you know, just to make sure they get the run in, right? Like that's. I mean, and then there'd be no consequence. So they have to imply, they have to put that in there. Otherwise it wouldn't, it wouldn't stop. Guys would just continue to do it. So yeah, I don't think it was the right call. Honestly, I know it's a judgment call by the umpire, What I don't like, and I don't know how they drew the rule up. They can always go, well, this is how the rule was drawn up. Well, maybe they messed up then because with the play was over. Uh, Guy turns a double play, whoever's playing second base yesterday, uh, batting maybe. So he catches the ball and he turns it and the throw's over. Like he threw it, the play's over with. Then Sal Freelich comes sliding in uh, and maybe bumped him or maybe, you know, his foot was high, whatever. But the play was like over. That's what I don't like. The umpire like calls the play, he's out, but then watches to go, oh, 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 but there's extra. So, hey, everybody, look at the umpire. I, I didn't want a fan of that call at all. I think that's what council was trying to get across. Like, dude, the play was over. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, it was it was kind of a ump show type call. Hey, look at me, I'm out here too, like these players are. Uh, not a fan of it. Did take a run off the board, but luckily it didn't affect the game uh, as far as the Brewers winning. Yeah, that was absolutely crazy. So, as a Brewer fan here, uh, watching this team play, and through most of the year, the offense struggling a little bit, and the pitching kind of having uh, to carry things. Uh, I think most Brewer fans were like, okay, this is a nice team. Maybe they make the playoffs. Probably not a World Series caliber team, though, because they don't necessarily have the hitting to compete against teams like the Braves and so forth once you get into the playoffs. But as they continue to rack up wins here uh, and are sitting 15, 16 games over 500 as we're getting closer to September with a huge series against the Cubs coming up with a four-game lead, should Brewer fans start thinking about bigger aspirations for this team or no? I mean, that's, if you're at a ball game, if you're at watching the Brewers in the last homestand or on the road trip, 
just being at one of their games, you know something special is going on. This isn't normal. This isn't a, a, this, this is a very uncommon team. They're doing some pretty special stuff, and you can feel it at the ball games. You should. If you're paying attention, um, you can tell they're doing a lot of things right. The defense has been good all season long. The pitching, uh, there's, you know, certain – uh, stations out there that are saying like, Hey, this is, could be the best rotation in baseball of all the playoff teams. Like this could be the best rotation out there. And then you start adding in offense and not just offense over a couple days, but over, over a week now, what eight games have been scoring runs at a, at a pretty high clip in August. They're batting over three thirty, I believe with runners in scoring positions, something they had struggled with pretty much all season long. The best clip that they had was in July. I think they batted 267 with runners on. So this is pretty substantial stuff that they're doing. And you mix that all together, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's looking good. You know? And if I'm Matt Arnold, I'm sitting there going, this is, this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted from our trade pieces, uh, and this is what we've wanted all season long. So got to give him credit because at every turn, uh, they've made the right decisions. And listen, they had all those injuries early in the season. Right. And they slow played a lot of them to make sure guys were completely healthy before bringing them back. Uh, and it's paid major dividends now here in late August. When you talk about this Brewers bullpen right now, I think Council has to feel pretty good uh, with what the back end looks like, seven, eight, nine already. But then you add in a guy like Uribe, who obviously didn't have a great game on Sunday. It was kind of wild and all over the place, which is expected. He showed this in the minors that this was a possibility uh, from time to time. But with how well he's pitched, too, he really uh, is set up a real, with a real nice bullpen here heading into the postseason if everybody can stay healthy. And that's not even including Ashby, who's getting closer to going on a rehab assignment, and he might be back. Yeah, you're 100% correct. I mean, they didn't even have to use Piams, Figueroa, and Williams, their back-end guys, uh, in that last game. So they, you know, they're fully stocked in that regard going into the Cubs series starting out game one. Uh, but I will, I'm going to give Abner Uribe a pass, uh, when it comes to yesterday. He wasn't the only one that had command issues. Uh, both sides had command issues. Every guy that entered the ball game, aside from Hobie Milner, got the, uh, the first batter reach base, whether it was a walk or a hit. Hmm. That's, that's strange. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's strange. I'm not going to try to throw anybody under the bus, but I think the mound was off. I, I, I suspected it was the baseball for a time, but after I was looking at more clips of Hauser falling on the mound. Went the rolling inning, off, yeah. Went rolling up. That is not normal. Um, I was actually there early. I was watching them work on the field. I'm not calling out the grounds crew right. or anything, but maybe something was different. It just it does happen because – all of a sudden, a guy that's been nails for like his last five starts and Michael Walker, suddenly he walks four in a row. That's not normal. Um, Bryce Wilson came in. He walked his first guy. I think he faced. Uh, Abner Rebe can't find the plate. Um, there were nine walks. Brewers got nine walks from Padre pitching. That's the most of the season. So I, I don't know. I just, every something was fishy uh, across the board. It wasn't, uh, I don't know, it wasn't normal. Can't put my finger on it. Don't have to know it, but there was something different. So yeah, I'm going to give a rebate a pass. Props to Trevor McGill. Or uh, yeah, McGill, McGill. Was, was fantastic. Oh my gosh, he's going to be he's going to be pitching some big moments down the stretch here. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and that's another guy that uh, that has really worked out well for the Brewers. I think the thing that made me the happiest this weekend, Tim Dillard, was the fact that Josh Hader <laughs> never got into the game for the Padres in his return in Milwaukee. <laughs> that that made me the I, happiest. I told him that. I saw him. Uh, before one of the games, and I, we were talking during batting practice, and I was just like, man, I, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. 
Um, I asked him, I was like, hey, are you still finding all that joy when you go up to the field every day? Like, you, he always loved walking into the clubhouse. That was probably my favorite part about uh, we were locker mates back in the day in AAA, uh, and he just that, – that was his favorite thing. And so, yeah, he's still finding a lot of joy, just so much, you know, happiness when he walks into the clubhouse. And I said, oh, that's great, man. Congratulations on your season so far. I hope we don't see you in this series. <laughs> right. And they did it. He thought – and he did, yeah, that, cause that, that implies so much, right? That implies it's a close game or it implies that uh, they're ahead and it's a close game. And I don't know. I, I just – maybe he wanted to get out there and be like, you know, here, I'm going to, you know, shove this ball. You know, I don't know. Right. But, you know, I, I'm glad to avoid all that stuff. And I will say this, too, about Hater. A lot of times pitchers and uh, position players don't mingle on other teams before a game especially, you know, during batting practice, if you're going to go talk to another guy that's like a pitcher or position player, uh, you usually do it way before, you know, way before the, 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 the gates open and stuff like that. And you have that conversation just in case, you know, you don't want two innings, you know, two hours later, a guy hitting a home run off of you. And, you know, hey, I was just hugging that guy. Right. Uh, but nobody was shying away. Everybody went over there and was talking to Hater for the wow. whole batting practice. It was pretty special to watch just how much he meant to everybody. Uh, just as a teammate, but at the same time, coaches and staff, everybody was uh, very happy to get a hug from Josh Hader. The crazy thing about Hader is, I mean, you look at his 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 relief appearances; they've been so bad. August first, August first, seven days off. August eighth, then he doesn't pitch for eight days to the sixteenth and eighteenth. Then doesn't pitch for five more days until the twenty third, and now didn't pitch in this series. It's hard to do what he does and not get a lot of regular work. It is. Uh, he probably misses being on a team that had so many close games yeah. <laughs> to get some, get some playing time. Uh, and honestly, like the, the, the Padres haven't been good in one run games either. They're six and 20. So like it hadn't been going their way at all in that regard. So um, yeah, he, he was built for the type of team that the Brewers are. And, you know, hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but man, they, there's no reason they shouldn't try to bring him back in some capacity. Why not? The guy's beloved. So let me set up a scenario for you here. So let's say the Brewers sweep the Cubs, and they're seven up in the division now as they get to heading into September. We've seen previously Council decide to do the game of rest when they were way up in the division previously, and he came back and bit him in the butt because they couldn't get themselves going again for whatever the reason. Do you yeah. think we, well, not we, the Brewers learn from that lesson and aren't going to do that again and probably just play everybody the rest of the way out? I think that was a strange thing because it was coming off of the 2020 season and, you know, 2021, I felt like was weird starting out. Um, I don't know. I, I, here's what I've seen from council that maybe hasn't been in years past is he wants production. He does not care. Uh, if you're playing and you're swinging a hot bat, you're going to be in the field. Um, like that's he, and you know, we've seen stretches from guys have good months. And then when they start not doing well, it's boom, we'll go on to the next guy. So I, I think they're going to push the gas. I think that's what they're doing. I saw Peralta throw the most pitches he's thrown, I think, in his career the other day, 109. We saw Woody. He went 107, I think, or 104 pitches the other day, first time going over 100 pitches this season. Clearly, he was on the IL and coming back. Burns has done it uh, a lot. I, I, think, I think it's not about pulling up and giving rest. I think it's about we gotta, we're going to win every ballgame. And, and players need that. Player, you, player does not want to hear, hey, we're going to cut your time back, whether it's in the field or whether it's your pitch count. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, and I, I kind of hope they don't. I hope they just go for it, and they should. 
Uh, I got two more for you. Sorry it's taking so long. Uh, Christian Yelich <laughs> uh, has been a, a guy that's been talked about here uh, recently in the last couple of weeks by people on social media, fans, uh, talking about how seemingly something might not be right necessarily. A lot more ground balls, not hitting the ball nearly as hard uh, coming into this series. Have you noticed anything different with Yelich? Uh, not really. I know he he's being pitched very carefully. I will say that. Um, I, I, I For whatever reason, I think he's trying to go and make something happen. A few of his at-bats, I feel like, uh, over this last series. But at the same time, I mean, he's getting his walks in. He's still on base. He's stealing bases. Um, no, I don't – I mean, there's no cause for concern, I don't think. I think he's – I think this is pretty much normal for a lot of baseball players that have been playing – almost every single game all season long. That's pretty much what he's been doing. So uh, I think he's played more the most games of anybody uh, on the Brewers staff. So maybe maybe he's tired. I don't know. But I don't think there's cause for concern. His on-base percentage is still there. He's still getting um, some hits. But I think it kind of goes – it just doesn't look as good compared to, you know, Contreras hitting a home run or a double right behind him. Like he gets – he's getting overlooked, and that's probably a great thing because it means the Brewers are scoring runs. I want one more thing here, and this is from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, a great piece by Kurt Hogue on Sal Freelich. I don't know if you had a chance to, oh, yeah. to read it or not. I love Kurt, yeah. And he was talking about, you know, quote, striking out was like the end of the world, as a kid Freelich said. That's how it is still. I feel like when I strike out, it's the worst thing I could possibly do on the baseball field, end quote. I read that, and immediately, because, you know, advanced analytics. Like, Kurt put something up the other day about F4. I'm like, how many people on here actually know what F4 actually means? Um, but when we talk about strikeouts and so forth, I, I don't know if everybody has that same mentality as Sal does now because strikeouts aren't viewed necessarily as a negative They the way they were years ago, even though us old-timers still don't like our guys striking out. No, I mean, that's, uh, that's very easy to say. You know, the stigma of striking out is not what it used to be, and I, I think – I think for some players, maybe that's the way to go, you know, but you can't have a full lineup of guys not caring about whether they strike out or not. That can't happen. And I'm with Freelick. That's the way I grew up. It was swing hard in case you hit it until you get two strikes. You get two strikes, shorten up, and be willing to go a little bit out of the zone to try to put a ball in play. Don't leave the at-bat to the umpire. I mean, not dogging umpires, but, like, don't leave the at-bat in there. I tell my kids that as well. Like, don't put the – at bat, the umpire's hands, you know, you, you, you go up there and you swing the bat. Look at someone like Vladimir Guerrero senior. Like he just, he didn't care where the ball was, just learn how to hit. Um, and you know, he, that's the type of player he is. Freelick, great eye at the, you know, of the strike zone knows what he's doing, but yes, you got to learn how to hate strikeouts. You got to load them. Look at Luis Arise. I mean, this guy's, you know, probably going to win the batting title again, two yep. years in a row, did it in the American league, probably going to do it in the national league this year uh hates strikeouts he was quoted about just learning how to just hate the strikeout you hate it so much that you just it's not a stressful thing you hate it so much that you don't even want it to be in your thought process and it comes with being comfortable with the zone your bat discipline your plate discipline uh with two strikes which is obviously in the pitcher's favor of you know getting you out uh but if you don't hate it then it's just going to come creeping in, and then suddenly it's your friend, and you're like, oh, I'm okay striking out because I have a chance to hit a home run. Right. No, no. Oh, tell your kids always that are playing baseball or softball or whatever, hey, it's not the stress of striking out. It's the chance to get a hit instead. 
Exactly right. Boy, perfectly said. He is Tim Dillard. He is so good. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Tiller. Of course, check him out, Valley Sports Wisconsin uh, and Brewers Baseball. And, of course, Brewers unfiltered him, Sophia Minard, Adam McKelvey. If you missed the CC Sabathia one last week, trust me, go back, listen to it uh, over at Brewers.com <laughs> or on your Odyssey app. It is outstanding. Uh, and, again, if if you're not old enough to remember Sabathia, the dude was immortal for the last couple of months. The couple of months he was here. That's all I got to say. It's the best stretch I've ever seen. It's the most hysteria I've ever seen around one player on a baseball team. After they announced he was coming, they put his jersey shirts out in the team store. I think they were gone within an hour, hour and a half, something crazy like that. People chanting C C C C all the time. It was it was nuts. That's that's what it was. It was absolutely well, yeah. nuts. Yeah, definitely go back and listen to that. And, you know, even if you take out the fact that he completely carried the Brewers there at the end, um, just look at his numbers from that season and how magical it was. Only five players have thrown, have uh, had 35 starts since then. 15 years ago, only five players have gone 35 starts in a season. And he had 253 innings that year, and no one has thrown that many innings since. He made that performance in 2008, maybe the last time that we see uh, what we, I don't know what you would call the old school pitcher that made every start and that would pitch 250 plus innings. That may be the last time that we've ever seen that. And pitching on three days rest time and time again going into a free agent year. Like that, <laughs> that is the most crazy part about the whole thing. You want to talk about unselfish and everything else. If something happens to him pitching on three days rest and he costs himself all that money, oh my God. And I remember all of us asking him like, Dude, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, this is about the team. I want to go to the playoffs and have a chance to go to a World Series. I'll worry about the free agency stuff later and... That was that was big time stuff there by Sabathia, no doubt. Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Sure. Thanks, Sparky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.